Just line drops it back connected. Connected cuts the shot. They score! Oscar Lindblad buries it. And the power play goal ties this game. In- this is episode 40 of the Liberty Yo. I'm Danny Deemer here with Chris Stumpo once again. As always, Danny, how are you? Dude, I am ecstatic. 24 hours. This until- time tomorrow, I will be blackout drunk. <laughs> don't care as an exhibition game. Yeah. I really don't. I really don't. 24 hours. Like tomorrow at... We're, we're filming or we're recording this at 6 p.m. So tomorrow at 6 p.m. That seems like a very accurate yes. estimate. We will be quite down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't care that it's an exhibition game, bro. Penguins, Flyers. Haven't seen hockey in months. Don't give a fuck, bro. All in. Frost jersey on. Beer in hand. It's going to be a fun day tomorrow. Bro. It's, it's not even like a real exhibition game. Because if you think about it, like a pre, it's like a preseason game, quote unquote. But preseason games are usually before the regular season. Like, there's one game, and then you play the playoffs. I mean, it's, yeah, one game, and then we see Boston for the qualifying round, and then playoffs are August 11th. Yeah, it's... But I hope they treat that, those Boston, Washington, like, those are full playoff games. Like, I want one seed. Bad, bro. <laughs> Bad. Couturier said today uh, during media like availability that August 11th is when everything starts. Like, that's what we're gearing up to. So, And AV has said that a couple times before they've – went to the bubble like during interviews that August 11th is like their date that they keep looking at. So I definitely think like they're obviously going to try during the qualifying rounds, but I really do think AV is going to mix and match. And August, when August 11th rolls around, you're going to see the best possible flyers lined up on the ice, no matter who it is, no matter who makes what money, like the best possible flyers lineup will be on the ice August 11th. And I'm very confident in AV to do that. So me, me too. Yeah, we talked about it. Like whoever's ready is right. Re- like we'll play. Well, how about bringing Zamula on the trip instead of Torinsky? Instead of that extra forward, you bring that defensive guy. That in- God forbid, if anything happens to Pro Robert Sanheim during this during this run, you have that guy in Zamula who could come in and really do something for your team. I mean, if you threw Witherspoon or Prosser in there, they're probably not winning you a game. Or losing you a game. They're probably just going to be okay. But Zamola has a chance to win a game for you. So I like the fact that they brought that kind of talent with them instead of the extra forward in Turinsky. Even though Turinsky, yeah. he could have easily made it because he's he's pretty good. But Bunneman did win his spot. And, like, those names that you just mentioned, like, yeah, those guys are cool depth pieces. Like, we talk about them all year. Like, it's it's amazing to finally have, like, a, a system of depth. Mm-hmm. But, like, the playoffs coming around. Like, I really loved seeing AV take Zamola. Yeah. It just shows like he he's he's about winning. Yeah. It really is. I love it, dude. And Chuck Fletcher talking about Zamula. And talk, Chuck literally came out and said that he thinks that ch- talent wise Zamula could play right now. If you like the fact that he's twenty years old and coming off major back surgery, he's definitely a precaution that you want to take and not putting him in a playoff game. But it's exciting, dude. It's really exciting just to see him there. Like the fact that he was at training camp was cool and all. Like we gave them the props. Oh, he can just get his time in with the training camp and with the, the professional athletes and the NHL players. But now he's actually going to Toronto, and he's actually going to be there. So it's exciting to see the Flyers brass make that decision and bring like the, the possible elite defenseman with them instead of an extra forward. I don't know. But there's probably no way Zamul even plays because if anybody goes down, Freeman's probably yeah. the next guy. But it's then, just cool that he's yeah a part of the, oh, it's, the team, it's part awesome. of the experience. Because if Hextall's GM, he's not – He's not coming. Coming off major back surgery and twenty years old, dude. Yeah, he's not in Toronto. If, if it was Hextall, Vorobiev would, would would still be here. Would still be. <laughs> he's in the KHL now. 
Yeah, he would still be uh, here and going to the bubble with the Flyers. But, dude, can we talk about how stacked the roster is? I, I mean, like, it's so it's so awesome to see because it's been so many – it's been so many years since I could say the Flyers are stacked. Just have death from top to bottom. And Forward. they are stacked. Stacked. Even if they have a couple injuries, they are still stacked. Like it's, Yeah, like, God forbid if we have one major forward injury, you have Morgan Frost that you can just throw in there if you want to. Yeah, and you got guys like Grant, Farabee, Thompson. And I know, like, we, we burn on Thompson a little bit. But at the end of the day, like, if he slotted in for a playoff game because someone got hurt. I'm not going to be that Yeah, mad. because of an injury, I'm not mad at that at no. all. Like, he's proved that he can – he, he throws can do the that body role. too. So yeah. He'd be pretty fun to watch during the playoffs. I feel like he would, he would put some dudes on their fucking ass. Dude, I feel like guys like him, Grant, and I actually said this. Uh, I said Grant was like my unsung. Like you did say that a while playoff. ago. Guys like them, they, they're just the dudes that do it. It's the Tyler Pitlicks, the Derek Grants, yeah. just the playoff oh, kind of guys. I like that. Dude. Yeah, I they, can see Pitlick scoring a really greasy, just two-one late in the third, two-two goal. I could just see him scoring that kind of goal, bro. Just screams Tyler Pitlick to me, to be honest with you. I'm so excited to see Carhartt, especially after that scare. We called it. We said someone, someone's going to be deemed unfit to play. Twitter's going to explode. Yeah. And, and then it it's happened. Be nothing. And it happened. Yeah, I, I wasn't ready to overreact to that because, first of all, Frost, and I forget who the other player was, said after practice that they literally didn't even notice Hart leaving, ice, leaving the ice. So if it was a major injury, I feel like they would notice that their franchise goaltender is leaving the ice with an injury. Yeah, like their interviews would have been more like somber. Yeah. Like you – a lot of times you could hear it in a coach's voice or like yeah, someone giving a presser's voice about an injury. You could tell if it's bad. Look at Doug Peterson when Carson Wentz yeah. tore his ACL, dude. The dude was beat right like a tomato. He was he was so – like he didn't even want to say. He was about to cry, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if your franchise goalie had a major injury, like you said, I think the interviews would have been different. We would have perceived the interviews differently. But, yeah, I wasn't ready to react – Crazy. I mean, Flyer, yeah. you know Flyer's Twitter. You even always... tweeted, too. Let's wait for yeah, more let's, information. Let's wait for more information before, and little little, little did we know that it was just back spasms, and he's he's going to be playing tomorrow, first and second period, against the Penguins. So I, I'm so excited to watch him play, because like, I really thought that and, this and, was going to be the game where Elliot was going to get the bulk of play, if not all of the play. So to see Exhibition game? Yeah, it was an exhibition game, and I felt like they were going to, like, make Carter Hart play those uh, round robins or whatever. Yeah. But this is this is awesome. Like, tomorrow I get to watch Carter, Carter Hart. Hart play. And I'm actually kind of hyped to see Brian Elliott play because towards the end of the year, like, th- that guy was winning games. Before Carter Hart got his legs under him on, on like, the road games and stuff, he was winning road games. Yes. No, Brian Elliott's crazy. been good this year. Definitely. Like, we all own up to it. I've shit on Brian Elliott in the As past. As a starter. As a starter, he's not good, but he's been good this year in the exact perfect role. That he should have been in yeah. since the beginning. He's like a mentor too, yeah. kind of like the fact that Michael Neuvert was behind him is just a fucking train wreck for. Michael I, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> what, what's he up to? You know, I, you I don't know? know what he's doing. <laughs> he's probably injured somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. He, I don't know. What, nothing but the best for Neuvert, but I'm fine with Hart and Elliott right now. Used to Mancos on the on the, on the horizon, yeah. And then you got uh, Sandstrom. So I'm not Sand- giving up on Sandstrom, and even. We we talked about one particular game that Alex Lyon. Remember that game against Colorado at home, Alex Lyon. It yeah, was, it was a big game. Like I think both of our goal, like Elliot was tired, Hart was hurt. Lyon came in and won us the game. Yeah, that's what you need. You need you, you like you need depth at the goalie position just as much as you need at any other, like especially the goalie position. Oh, yeah. For sure, hundred percent. Like, the regular season, especially if a goalie's a starter, like a lot of times goalies get hurt. 
And yeah, a lot. And that, that I remember talking on the podcast, and I'm like bringing up a game from like December or January, but I just that game proved to me that this team was legit when I saw Alex Lyon come in. Because in years past, Alex Lyon would come in for like a hackstall coached game, and he would just get shelled. But he came in that game against Colorado, and Colorado was a world beater this year. And Colorado's a very good team. Great. No, it's a it's a pretty good. I like that. Let's uh let's go through the forwards that made the team the entire roster. Just gonna go over it real quick. So Andy Andreoff, Travis Konechny, Michael Roffel, Kevin Hayes, Sean Couturier, Tyler Pitlick, Scott Lawton, Oscar Limblom, James Van Riemsdyk, Claude Giroux, Derek Grant, Nate Thompson, Morgan Frost, Joel Farabee, Nicholas Albay-Kubel, Connor Bunneman made it, and Jake Borjek. That those are your forwards. Stacked. That's just that's stacked. I don't see a weak link in there, bro. Maybe Thompson. <laughs> but like even like you just said, I'm not going to mind if Thompson jumps in there as a 4C. Play, plays nine minutes. Plays nine minutes. 12 seconds, half of it's on the penalty kill. Like, I really could care less. Throws the like, body a little bit, could care less. Yeah, he's not playing top six minutes like Haxtell would have him be playing. So, cool with it. Defenseman, Andy Lewinsky, Philip A. Myers, Travis Sanheim, Robert Haig. Haig. He was wearing an Eagles hat today, dude. Love it, dude. Elite. Ivan Provorov, Matt Niskanen, Shane Gossesbear, Zamula, Mark Freeman, and Justin Braun. Those are your defensemen. So, like I said, if, God forbid, if any of Sandheim or Provorov get hurt, or Niski in the playoffs, the next person that would probably come up would be Mark Freeman, or probably Shane Gossesbear, because right now Shane Gossesbear is the extra defenseman. So it'd probably be Ghost first, then Freeman, and then Andy Lewinsky, and then Zamula would be playing. So we really have to go through some fucking injuries for Zamula to be playing. But like we said, the fact that he's in Toronto right now is like an insurance really policy. Really cool to see that he's even there, bro. Coming off major back surgery, twenty years old, elite prospect that we have. Just the fact that he's in Toronto makes me very happy. Isn't it awesome how AV keeps the depth as depth? Like you know, yeah. you know, you just said like Thompson would be playing top six, like. That it's just, true. It just flashed me back, and it, it's it's so funny because you remember watching the behind the glass thing this year, and when when Av said about Stewart, like he was honest, he was like, "Yeah, he's just, I don't think he's really that good." <laughs> like about Chris Stewart, <laughs> we were all like, "Finally, yeah, you... a coach that can see." Yeah, like coach... it was something so new to us, and like something that like we haven't seen, and so like we were so amazed by a coach that actually like saw what we saw. Yeah. When in reality, like that should be should, should be expectation forever. Yeah. Like as a team, but it. I do remember. I do remember him being like, "I, I just don't think he's very good." Yeah. I remember texting you and being like, "Thank God." Well, I liked it. It was that moment where I was like, "I, yeah. this dude's bringing up. He places. knows what's up. He, he knows this market. He really does too. He know he does. Like, he's he, got he's got he, this market. Like, Chuck Fletcher gave him praise that he was like, "I love AV. He's precise and he's just to the point." He was like, "Today he was telling me that practice was going to be forty two minutes. It was forty two minutes on the dot. Everyone was that's out what of there I'm after forty two. That's what I'm talking That's just about. my coach, bro. <laughs> yeah. Even, like, the off days and stuff. Like, you know how Hackstall would have, like, guys come in for morning skates, like, every Why day? Why are we still talking practicing? about this fucking dude, Because I, I have to talk about AV. I, know, I, know. I just wrote an article about him winning the Jack Adams. Needs and I'm win, doubling man. down on it right now because <laughs> the way he, he shifted a coach. Like, that's not taken away from, like, Tortorella. Yeah, I'm getting into the Jack Adams now. That's not taken away from, like, Tortorella or Cassidy or anything like that. But there's something to be said for a guy who takes a year off coaching goes to a dumpster fire of, of a team and just completely turns them into a world beater within a year. I think that's Jack Adams. I, I really do. Like, And it's not even like about the record thing because if it was, it would be the Bruins. You know, They yeah. went to the finals. They got a good record. But but we already knew they were going to be good. Going into the year, Like Flyers were a bubble team 
on, on predictions. National on media, they were nothing, the Flyers. They were not and a still top the Blue four. Jackets. I will say that. Yeah, for sure. And with the Blue Jackets, he has a lot less talent to deal with than even A.V. does. Yeah, he does. So that's another argument for him. It really is. But it like, is. But my argument is, like, Tortorello's been with that team. He's had Nick Foligno as his captain the entire time. The core of that team, he's been with. Yeah, like, they just swept Tampa last yeah. year. Like, they, they've they had their... But I agree with you. A dumpster fire of a team last year. I, I don't... I still, laughing stock. I still can't believe it's, it's just a year apart. From last December, I was in Mexico laughing at the Flyers. It was just so bad. Just terrible hockey. To now, I seriously think we have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. So, like, what you say, I that alone should put him on the top for the Jack Adams. He's just completely turned this entire franchise around. I think him and Chuck Fletcher. I don't think Chuck Fletcher gets enough credit because Chuck's the only move, and I saw it on Twitter and I kind of agree with it, but the only move that I can question Chuck with is the buyout from Slimco. Like, just know he could have just buried him in the AHL. For a year, I forgot about that. Yeah, he yeah. bought him out. It didn't really need to do that. It kind of wasted gas space. Could have buried him in AHL this year. I forget who tweeted that out, but whoever that was, good tweet. I completely agree with you. But he's also the guy that bought out AMAC. Yeah, yeah, I like, know. W- like, on, just did it. Yeah, he just did it like, yeah. right away. He knew what had to happen, bro. But yeah, that's probably the only thing you can look at and just be like, that's not ideal. That's not optimizing your. But if that's my GM's, like questionable move that's a dub but there's gotta be a reason why he did that so he probably just told me to go fuck myself <laughs> so it's whatever dude anything uh, else you want to talk about with the 30 man roster talk about Terensky not making Robustov not making it what? I'm kind of glad those guys didn't make it and like it's not like really I like those players and I think they're they're good but like the way they played throughout the year like they felt like experiments they felt like projects when yeah. you go to the Stanley Cup playoffs like you don't want a project I mean isn't Frost kind of a project right now he is, but he, I feel like... He's just too skilled this, not yeah, to. Yeah, this is not me, like, trying to hype him up a little too much or anything, but I, mean, I feel like he, he has enough... He has more pure talent than those than uh, those dudes yeah. to compensate yeah. for his project his, label. Yeah, absolutely agree with you, for sure. I mean, NAK was a project for a while. Now look at him. He's one of Dude, our yeah, best... multiple-year projects. One of our best fortune. Dude, he's... I can't wait to see him just... I can't wait to see whatever line he's on dump the puck in the ozone and just see him just just skate yeah. down, throw his entire body weight on a guy, stick lift the dude, and just center the puck, bro. He's so good at stick lifting. I've never seen a player so good at stick lifting. <laughs> he's got to yeah, piss off other, other people. too, bro. Yeah, he's a machine. They're both like higher motors, bro. They don't like... I don't think they stop on the bench. Like, I think their their feet are still like fucking going when they're on the <laughs> yeah, bench. Bro. Like they, they literally them do up, not. Like, yeah, Av winds like, them yeah, up and throws them, them out there. They, dude, that's really what they seem like though. Like late in the games, and we've seen it so many. We've talked about it so many, uh, so many episodes throughout the year. Like their their style of play was like first period, like feel out a team, but like lay the body hard. Yeah. And eventually, it just wore teams down. Like that's how we beat teams like Toronto. Yeah. Fairby talked about that early in the year. He talked about how they used to. Do the dump and chase the first. Then give period. them a hit. Give them a hit. Give them a hit. Wear then, them down. And by the third period, they would have crazy amounts of space to make plays. And that's where you saw yeah. the third period blowout start to happen. Because, like, Farabee would talk about, like, we would make it seem like we're a, a full dump and chase team. Like, dump it in, hit them. And he's like, third period comes around. Someone <laughs> takes the puck with speed. And then they don't dump it in. But the defender thinks that they will. So, so they turn turns. it back. Yep. And then by then, you already got them. Yeah. Like, depending on who the player is. As soon as he. As soon as the, that defenseman even thinks about turning around, you got him. Got him, man. You got him. 
And that's how he won games. TK's got him. If, if, if TK's got you on the wing and you even think about turning your back to TK, he's got you. He's going to blow right the fuck by you. So, Dude, yeah, the biggest example is the Maple Leafs game. Like, that game was close until the, the, the 3-1 game, the one where Konechny dagger yes. at the end. That game, like, it was... I remember texting you during, like, I think you were at work. Yes, I was. And I was texting you. I was like, dude, they're just bullying. <laughs> like, I saw I saw Kevin Hayes throw John Tavares on the ground, and no one on the team did anything. Nobody, bro. I was like, we won. As the soon as I saw that. The franchise player just got thrown on the ground by, by Kevin Hayes. And you're on yeah, really their captain. Got the thrown. captain. I was like, we The kid that grew won. up rooting for Toronto for your Pajamas team. on. Yeah, pajamas yeah. on. You're not going to go help him? You just literally got put. I do remember that. It was after the whistle. He got. Yeah. yeah. And I, it was right then and there. I was like, we won. If we see this team in the playoffs, we'll win. We're obviously Soft. we're obviously Flyers fans, but <laughs> that was kind of a cheap shot on the captain. And you're not going to even just get in Hayes' face? Yeah. I like that shit. Get in his face. Let Hayes. Hayes is going to do that to you. Who gives a fuck? But how many times this year did you see a Flyers player? It could even be a bet. It could have been Pitlick that got thrown down, and you see the whole Entire, team yeah. swarming. Dude, I, I forget what game it was, but one of the, the fa- one of the forwards on the other team hit Hart with his stick after the whistle, and the entire like, team jumped on him, literally jumped on top of him, and the entire team. That's what we were missing from last year, and everyone was talking about, oh, Wayne Simmons is gone. Where's Where's that? Rough and tough going to be. Where's the protection going to be? It's by committee now. It's by committee now. The entire team is the protection. And that's how it has to be in the NHL in 2020. You can't just have one guy playing five I mean, it's minutes. it's cool to have that Ryan Reeves guy who can knock someone the fuck if out. If he's good at hockey. Yeah, if he's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. You know what I mean? Ryan yeah, like Reeves he, is decent at hockey. So yeah, like he's not Chris Stewart. Like, Chris Stewart's just not a good hockey player. Yeah, like, Ryan Reeves, Tom Wilson. These are guys who can play pot. the goon role and can pot goals. Yeah. yeah. Like, Tom that's Wilson what you has a shot. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him, but I like him. You love him if he's on the Flyers. I love That's him what I mean when I say yeah. I like. I hate him, but I like him because he he fits this city, bro. <laughs> and it's kind of scary. And that's why hate I hate him. him. For it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I hate him because he does it to us. Like he brings that, like honestly, he brings that like Philly culture to Washington, and it and it pisses me off. Yeah. But we own Washington, so yeah, fuck Washington, dude. Yeah. I hate Washington. But um, one more thing about. Like, real, this is a random tidbit about, like, the AV, how AV turned the team around. I yeah. remember on the podcast in July and August, we were like, we definitely expect a playoff berth. Uh, we would love to win a round, but we just want to see the team be fun and competitive in the playoffs. And then by the time the COVID stoppage came around, I was sitting there sad because I was thinking, I was like, this could have been our year. Yeah. It's crazy how that changed throughout a span of a year. Like, I was happy with just a playoff round win, but then I was sad when the season got... Yeah. Like, postponed because I was like we were the favorite in terms of money puck like it was we definitely knew the team was going to be good this year but I don't, I don't think we knew that the team was going to be possibly competing for a Stanley Cup I mean we definitely had the hopes and I'm I'm sure if you if you went back and listened to yeah. a couple episodes we probably said it which is just because that's who we are we're... but we never thought it was like realistic yeah. like the Flyers could win like as soon as I heard about the season getting postponed I was like fuck Flyers yeah. could have won the cup this year like and, and now he still, still can, can and it's, it's still can. i can't wait to watch I nhl really can. just came out today with the the new coronavirus tests and zero tested positive out of four thousand tests since i think the 13th of july so that's awesome news and they're already in the bubble now with zero positive tests that's that's even more awesome because they spent the last two weeks in all of their home respective yeah like cities traveling yeah, doing like training doing shit and zero yeah it's just that's perfect for like as an NHL fan. That's exactly what you want to hear because of what happened with the MLB today. Fourteen Marlins testing positive. Phillies game canceled. Phillies game canceled. Rough go. It's it's good to see the NHL doing doing well right now. Yeah, 
like just doing it right not going with no like drama either mlb had like uh contract disputes nba had play- i mean you had the artami Panarin coming out a little bit but they yeah, shut that was really quick. yeah yeah nba players were were uh, mad about having to leave their love which is so understandable oh, yeah Absolutely. but like they were like about to opt out opt out hockey players were just like like couturier just had a baby two days ago he just left like he that man just had a baby dude like his, yeah that's insane it just it goes to show his dedication to like it's I awesome. just, yeah it's it, that, I, just all the respect to to Sean Couturier to Sean Couturier's family, all the players' family. Chuck Fletcher and the Flyers sent flowers to every Flyers player's girlfriend and wife. I love thanking seeing them. that. Forget like I almost tweeted at because uh, Claude Giroux's wife tweeted at him today, um, playing with the baby, playing with Gavin, and she was playing with like a little stick and like throwing a puck up and catching it on the stick like G does. Yeah, and she was like putting in the practice or something like that on Twitter. And I was like ready to tweet at her and just be like, thanks for like, thanks for putting your family at risk just so we can go chase a cup. You know what I mean? Like you just had a baby and no matter which way you put it, you're putting your family at risk playing sports right now. You're putting your, you're putting your family at risk doing anything right now with this COVID. But it's yeah. just, and like, she's actually like, I've, I've heard her say it on her like Instagram and Twitter. like just how bad Drew wants to win a cup this year. Yeah, like, like she's she said it. She, they like, won- what was the one video where she was like, "Daddy wants to win a cup," like to the to Gavin. Yeah, something like something that. Like, like that. Tommy, like Daddy, go go chase a cup or something like yeah. that. Yeah, like, it's oh, gives me chills, bro. Yeah, it, yeah. It gives me. I chills, tweeted, "Imagine bro. seeing baby Couturier in the cup in two months." Now keep in mind that's after that he leaves the bubble with his day with the, you know everyone yeah, has yeah, their yeah. day with yeah, the cup. Could absolutely. you imagine that? Stop, that, that would be crazy. Imagine him. Imagine G handing the cup to Limblom. I've seen. We're not ready for that. Nah, I'm not ready for that at all. Nah. Speaking of Oscar Liblau, he's on the roster, mm-hmm. and Chuck Fletcher uh, and AV said they're not going to rule anything out. Obviously, the plan is not for him to play like right away, like throw him back into it. But the fact that he's the fact that it's even a question, the fact that he's like his name, first and last name is on the that bubble roster, is heartwarming as fuck, dude. It's 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 a fucking story, bro. It's seriously a story. It's a it Cinderella is. story. It's, it's something. It's like a movie. It's, yeah, it's it a really fucking is. movie, bro. The fact that he's even on the roster is just amazing. It's it's incredible, and like you said, Chuck and Av haven't ruled out anything. Chuck said today that he's not going to comment on it right now. That all he's going to say is that he's resting and recovering right now. So, and I did read something that he ha- he still has something like in his in him that he has to get out before he'd even like play. I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah. But right now, like you said, I don't think he'll be playing anytime soon. Maybe. If we go further, maybe if we win the first round, maybe second round, maybe. I don't know. We don't know. It's all speculation at this point, but like you said, the fact that he's even on that roster is amazing to see. I want to talk about how the NHL left the fl- leaving the Flyers, and at this point, I believe it's intentionally out of a bunch of hype videos. What the fuck is up with that, bro? Like, I'm, I don't get mad it's at that shit. It's on purpose now. I don't get mad at that shit because I don't give a fuck about what the NHL post is about yeah. my team. Usually like, it's I, a corny video. I'll make my video. own fucking hype yeah. video. Usually it's a corny video anyway, yeah. so I really don't care. But this is like the fifth this straight is, video. Yeah, this is the fifth straight hype video that I haven't seen the number four team in the East not on. Like, it just blo- They had, like, qualifying teams. Like, the, the Rangers, who, who like, you, like you said, got the news that they were in the playoffs while in the 16th While they're on hole. the golf course, bro. Like, like. They, I mean, don't get me wrong. Zibanejad and Panarin are fucking superstar players. Like, they're fucking awesome. But yeah, but they could be there for three games. They could be, yeah. Like, they could be there for three games, and the number four team in the East gets nothing. Well, fuck them. Fuck them, Danny. Sixth in the NHL, too. Fuck them, bro. And if it wasn't for the uh, Capitals winning that one game before the stoppage, it would have been the fifth in the NHL. Like Jamie Baskow said, there aren't, we'll earn their respect when we're lifting the cup. First to go, last to leave. First to go, last to leave. We need to make that into a shirt. 
dude. <laughs> really should. First that, would be, that would be that really would be good. Oh, for sure. I'm excited, bro. Yeah. It's it's hockey's back tomorrow. I don't even, I don't think we process that. I don't think it's gonna hit me until like until I see up. the yeah, game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until the alcohol and the puck drops. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, this shit has me mad. They got teams in there that found out they were playing while they were playing Warzone on Call of Duty. Like, they got a text, like, yo, the NHL tweeted, we're in the playoffs. Yo, the, yo NHL's doing a bubble, you're in the playoffs Yeah, bro. 22nd seed. Like, it, it's just ridiculous. And I get it, like, Rangers, big market, Chicago, big market, market. Philadelphia's a big fucking market. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? They're are. a huge market. And I honestly feel like they saw our response. I, I gotta feel like they saw our backlash. There's, no, huge there, there's backlash. no way they're that petty. There's no way they're doing it on purpose. Dude, because if you think about it, leaving the Flyers out, they got more Flyers fans to interact on that post probably than they would have if there was Flyer, Flyers content. Very good it. very good point. But, like, why? Why piss us off that much, bro? Just, oh, just put G in the video. G going like that. <laughs> fist pot. all we want. All I need. Literally all I That's want. That's usually all they do anyway. The only Flyer that ever gets national G. recognition is G anyway. Like <laughs> G? Yeah. Maybe James Van Rees, like, for some weird reason. Yeah. <laughs> It's always Giroux, though. Like always, it's, it's I mean, like he's the captain. So. He was the superstar in like 2012. He was called the best player in the world by Peter Laviolette. So put, he put was Coots definitely... on there. He just got a nominated for the fucking Selkie. Yeah, and it is the favorite. Is the favorite should win the Selkie, bro. We'll be heated. Saw Mike Rupp. You see Mike Rupp talking about him. You see those clips. Didn't see it, but I know you fuck with Mike Rupp's opinion. I do because he's always on the flyer side. He, Rangers guy. All, all, all all year this year, but he, shows respect. Yeah, all year this year, he's just been. He's a hockey player, you know. Like he he knows he knows what what yeah. good hockey is and like what good two way hockey takes. is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like he he, he sees a guy's game like Sean Couturier, and I'm sure he has nothing but extreme yeah, he was respect. Like, Dude, for if that. I went up against him, he would fuck me up. <laughs> he did. It's <laughs> probably why he's saying it. You want to talk about Seattle? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's get into him. The Kraken. I'm not gonna lie, I like it. I love when we talked about this before the show a little bit. I love it. Lo- people- I love the colors. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see their stadium. Seattle always has rock and crowds. I, ca- I can't wait to see what a playoff game in Seattle like with that, yeah. with those uniforms. I wonder what their horns going to be. What the stadium is going to look like. Uniforms are tough. I'm, I'm, it's fun. I'm interested. I like the uniforms. Same, and I can't wait to see like a lot of people. Like we talked about this before the show too. A lot of people are complaining about the logo, but the thing is, you can make a more creative. You can just make an alternate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, true. That that's like I think that's a nice home, nice away jersey. And I think their potential for alternates is insane. I saw the alt- I think the alternate is the S with the the anchor, like the S around the anchor. Oh, I thought that was what people like wanted the original oh, one to be. Ru- like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that would be I, I cool. We'll see. That would be cool for an alternate. How cool would it be if they had like, like a so their colors are like blue, red, yeah. like gray kind of. Yeah. It's it's it, yeah it's a little or like it's like blue another blue and red. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of weird. I do like their color. Oh, like, I love it. And I. I like their whole like vibe, like the oh, sea, because yeah. like, you know their logo like, looks Seattle's like always evil. fucking raining. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do I like it too. I, I no, I, I honestly can't stress it enough because I saw I saw so many people hating on it, and I was like, this is the biggest slam dunk. I was like, like, go I, hate I didn't on like the Cleveland Vegas. Browns, bro. Like the Cleveland Browns, like that's what they named their team, the Cleveland <laughs> Browns, and their fucking logo is just a brown, it's a, an a orange, orange helmet, helmet. not go even a brown shit. helmet. Yeah. That shit has never made sense to me. How was your team named the Browns? But your main color is orange. <laughs> because you dude, ever thought about no that? No team's gonna want a main color of fucking brown, bro. Why make your team name the Browns? <laughs> because they're the Browns, bro. They're in Cleveland. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just boo. I don't know. 
Now, who do you think they take from us? JVR. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not, that's who you. Hope that's who they I take want them us. to take. Who yeah. do you think they take from us? Oh, I have a weird feeling it's gonna be Scott Lawton. I thought Lawton too. I think all Bay Kubelio. That's Stop, that, that's who bro. I'm. That's my pick. Stop. We just, yeah. just put him on waivers like this year too. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, Do you remember waivers. we talked? That was like something that happened all, during the pod, I think. And we were like, "Whoa!" The fact that he even like passed through is freaking huge. Like, like the play that he is now, like teams, teams would. Oh my god, dude! He would have been a slam dunk waiver wire pickup. I don't, I don't know why. Even it, like was, before, it was literally before he he got attention before he started playing well. Yeah, it was, it was right before that waiver. But even happened. before then, we were like, "Someone's gonna take it." Yeah, and they just didn't. I mean, you got to think about. Other teams don't have room and shit, so yeah. By then, like a lot of teams were cap crunched. Yeah, so so some teams literally just—I'm sure some teams would have, but some teams literally couldn't. So I just Lawton crept into the back of my mind a couple days ago because like I was thinking about how fun it is to watch him, and I was watching the the Penguins game and his goal coming off the wing, just absolute laser against the Penguins to score and hop into the boards. Like he's a really exciting playoff player, and we've said it before on this podcast, and I'm very excited to see him suit up. I don't don't get me wrong. I I would be upset if I saw Scott Lawton go. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? One hundred percent. Like I remember, we protected him for the Vegas draft, and that was before, he, like he's progressed and gotten even better. Yeah. And I know that's two different regimes, but if if that regime had the smarts to protect Scott Lawton, I guarantee, I think this one, will. I think this regime will. I would and he's younger so. too. Yeah, they they've showed that they're they're pretty smart. Yeah. regime. and he's not old. Like he's a young guy. Like we, you want to keep him. What about Ghost? Contract's not crazy, and he still has a chance to. I can see that to, to be pretty good. I definitely could see that. It, it would suck. A, take a flyer on him. They might it. even protect him just because his. Actually, I can't even say his contract is like a steal. It's, it's, it's not, stuff. not anymore. It's crazy. It used to be like we used to think that that contract. It's not crazy like, though. Like it's definitely manageable for other teams. Like it's definitely manageable yeah. for them. But then you also look at this. Seattle's going to be picking, and depending on who they already picked and what their cap hits were. Say like they're on the flyers and they're they're nowhere near the cap where, where they need to be. They might just take JVR just because of his his cap. You know what I mean? Now, remember, so many different scenarios. Remember how the the Arizona Coyotes traded for Chris Pronger just to get on the cap floor? That's yeah. shit like that. Like maybe they take the higher paid player because they need to, they did they just need the fucking cap. Well, do you remember what Vegas grow? did? Vegas like in their first year to stack asset. Well, like you can get a compensatory. Uh, like a compensation pick. Yeah. If you pick a player like that, the team. So yeah, like, yeah the teams like don't pick this player, and we'll give you yeah. a pick, right? So like, I wonder, or I think you can tell them to like pick a certain player. Maybe not. And, but, and like, Ooh, yeah, like, that'd be kind of cool. But I like, think yeah. it. I think it is like, and then like you, you like we'll pick the player you get, and we'll give you a pick with it. I wonder, dude, down the line, like a couple years, if they were just like, here, take a pick, get get Voracek's contract off the books. No hate to Voracek, I love him as the player. But if there was a yeah, time, a perfect time to dump the contract, it was pro- it'd probably be then. It really would be. I love Orchek too, but the dude's 30 years old and his contract's insane. insane. If you have a chance to get that contract off the books, you do it. I and what was that going to be, two years from now, 2022? Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be arguing. Yeah, like arguing in two years you. when Jake Vorchek's 32 and he's making $9 million, that might be the best chance to get that off the books yeah, and all these, yeah. rebuild, retool. Not like not rebuild, but like rebuild like another like core around our current guys because I'm assuming two or three years yeah, I mean, all those guys are going to take even more steps like Hart, Farabee, and Frost and then I mean you got Brink possibly coming up in two more years that's another winger coming up so. yeah oh yeah you got York on the defense like yeah. dude yeah, we're you deep got kids. shit you got, you got Wade Allison coming up soon you got uh, yeah always forget about him yeah. because, you got like, Lewinsky uh, 
Tanner Lawrence, I don't know if I butchered his name, from Ohio Ohio State. He's a really – I think he's going to be a good bottom six player. You get a lot of kids, a lot of depth on this team, man. Wade Allison would be top five in a lot – would be top three in a lot of team system, I feel like. I think he's like the sneaky prospect we have. That He's always going to surprise people. It's because of the injury. For sure, yeah, hundred percent. Because before that, he, he was he was he was kind of touted before Dude, that. Dude, every development camp that we've been to since three four years ago, I mean, we've been to a lot. He's impressive. He's every single one. he's been one of the main guys in each one. I mean, I get it. It's a development camp, and not every fucking player there is going to be an NHL player soon. I mean, in the future, but it's good to see him dominate camps. Yeah, it's good to see players like, take over. Like before, Phil Myers, Sanheim, Hart, we saw, all, we saw Myers, them yeah. dominate. So, like, when you see other guys dominate, it's like, okay, well, I saw this guy dominate yeah. in a couple of years, and now he's a, a regular on my team yeah. watching Frost, this guy dominate. Frost and Brink last year dominating that, that camp. So fun Frost's move in the shootout between the legs and, like— All over Twitter and just, Instagram. Yeah. Just sick hands. Dude, just... I forgot about that, too. I remember that. That was I never forget about that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that one was—that that goal was so awesome. He's, he's going to be unreal in a couple of years, man. I can't wait to watch him. He's going to be so fun to watch. Anything else you want to talk about? A.V.? He's just primed and ready, bro. I can't wait. Where's the closest? Like, where can I call to uh, order martinis to his room? Like, what room is he in? I'm like, yo, hotel There's got to be a way to, to send him, gotta, send him bro, martinis. Got to be a way. Because if we win a playoff round, I'm going to call Hotel X. But, like, I don't care what room he's staying in. Get him 16 martinis, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever score we win by, double it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I'm care. I'm going to send, like, to his house. I'm going to send him, like... <laughs> I'm gonna send him like a huge shipment of martinis so that when he gets back from the bubble and he sits in the crib, he's gonna be like, "What the hell is this? Just big ass Some case from the Liberty box. Boys. Yeah, it's got our logo on it, established yeah. 2019, and everything. Picture of us just flexing in the box, <laughs> silhouettes. Just, yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm excited, man. You can tell we're excited. We're we're back. We're to, buzzing we're, right now. We're, we're buzzing. buzzing right we're back now. to joking around. We're back to making jokes about AV. I, I just can't wait to make an episode talking about a game that we watched it's been so goddamn long and <laughs> it's literally been so long. <laughs> one more thing about uh, the expansion draft yeah. a, a scenario that i've been thinking of for years and like the jake Vorchek one is that down the line like we still have coots heart like we still have th- this our core provi and all he's got connect me all these guys taking steps get better and better and then when that expansion draft comes around they're all going to be kind of like Maybe not fully in their prime, but they're going to be like in winning, yeah, full. Like they can take the reins and mm-hmm. win now. And I think if you got Voracek's nine million dollars off the books at the expansion draft, gave him a pick. Imagine if they went out and got like a big free agent pickup that year to rep- like a, like twenty six year old dude on like a nine million dollar deal, like just to replace yeah, sniper just, or something like repl- that. Yeah, just a sniper, just a guy that slots in right there. That's 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 why we get so excited about this team. Their depth, the way we're set up, is because Hextall set us up beautifully, and Chuck Fletcher is executing the next step beautifully. All Chuck, like Chuck, had every all the pieces in front of him. All he, like we said this before, and a lot of people have said this. All he needed to do was just distribute those assets the way like he needed to do it. You know what I mean? Like just per, needed to do it right. You yeah. just needed to do it slowly, not all at once. Like I like how right away bought a Mac out, like got rid of that, and the trades. Just perfect, bro. Like, I, we we mentioned it before. He's just not a lot. Not many people talk about how good Chuck Fletcher's been this year. And what Great he's done moves. for this team, especially after I remember there were so many people were like, 
he already spent to the cap and we don't we didn't even really get any well, you remember those yeah. remember those complaints he yeah. was like dude we only have three million in cap space and all yeah. he got was fucking this Kevin man Hayes. now yeah Kevin yeah. Hayes now fucking look at it teams the team's amazing and team, I'm, I'm team's just a solid team bro team like, is a winning team like yeah. that's the only way I can I could describe them because it's not like they're like oh like an overly fun like flashy will like break ankles yeah they're, and, like, not, they're not toronto yeah they're not like that they're just a team that just plays they're a better. solid 60 they are better than toronto yeah. they're not ready for that though we're a team that <laughs> we're a team that plays a full 60 minutes and yeah. it sounds corny because like every player in hockey we gotta play a full Pretty 60 cool, minutes yeah, yeah. So but it's, it's so important easiest interview line yeah, ever bro every time you lose you gotta play well we didn't play 60 we didn't play full 60 yeah, yeah. like yeah, no cool, shit bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I could tell like what are you your could tell when three down Mac three nothing the floor, in the road flailing with a stick <laughs> yeah i could tell you didn't play 60 minutes bro what they do they they, they all they all have each other's backs they play yeah. physical they yeah. play a full six they play a great defense and they all trust game. each other bro they have the goaltending they all talk about carter hart like he's fucking patrick uh <laughs> patrick Wah, so do we <laughs> i know but like the fact that they're talking about like Justin Braun, who's been in the league for how many years, is said that this is the tightest group he's ever been on. Matt Niskanen ever been on. played with Flurry when he was coming up. Matt Mur- did he ever get to play Matt Murray? Might no. I don't think that. No. Well, no. Braden Holpe. Yes, for guy who's played with Stanley Cup winning goalies his entire career, he's given him so much praise. And like I know he's a teammate and he's got to give him praise, but it's the way he says it. It's the way he's yeah, but like, yeah, exactly. He doesn't have to come out and say that. Like, yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, like he's, it's his teammate. What the fuck is he supposed to say? I get that. Like, obviously, he's not going to be like, yeah, he's okay. Like he's good. He's cool. Yeah, good player. But like, like you said, the, what he says and how he says it, you can you can tell those boys trust. Yeah, trust Carter Hart back there. Justin Braun was like, he gets hot. Like, look, like, like look out. Like, we're going like, to be a hot fucking team. Hayes and Giroux have also talked about him and, like, have praised him. And the one thing, the, the common theme of all their comments that I realize what they say, and they're like, he's still so young. Yeah. yeah. And, like, they see that. Too. Like, of course they see that. But, like, it's so cool that they know that, like, he's nowhere close to what he will no. be. And not just Hart. Couturier came out a couple days ago and said that Joel Farabee is going to be a huge part for this run, and he's going to be a huge part for the next ten runs. So, the fact that Couturier is taking guys like Morgan Frost, Joel Farabee, under his wing, and teaching them how to play the game, bro. If there's one guy you want to learn if, from, it's fucking Sean Couturier. If there's Couturier. one guy I want Morgan Frost learning from, it's Sean fucking Couturier. Bro. Especially Farabee, too, bro. Fa- Farabee, both of them, Farabee is like, yeah, but like, I w- there's a part of me that's like, I'm I saying- definitely want Fro- uh, Frost to work with Couturier, but I want center. him to put hours in with Giroux. Yeah. Like, behind the scenes, you know? Farabee, to me, that's that's. Yeah, the way they play is so similar. Yeah, yeah. But if Frost could adopt some of uh, some of Couturier's like all, all pester, Frost doesn't have to adopt any of his offensive traits. Frost already has that. All for all Couturier, all we need Couturier to do is just teach him how to just use his body. He's not the biggest dude in the world. He's play not a as responsible big as Couturier. game. Just because that's he, the one thing Frost really does need to work on the most. Uh, absolutely, playing responsible. He game. has to play. He needs to learn how to keep his feet moving without the puck. Like I seen, he stops skating sometimes. He doesn't take. Sometimes when he's uh, trailing in the center of the ice, he leaves dudes trailing. He needs to wake up with that. Yeah, there's definitely defensive things that he needs to work on. But there's, like we said, there's no, there's not, a, there's not another center in the league on what I'm learning from. Maybe Bergeron, that'd be cool. Obviously, the other elites like McDavid and shit to be learning yeah. from. But like, but like McDavid's god talent, you know? <laughs> Damn, bro, that just called me. <laughs> but for what, for what Frost needs to learn, he needs to learn defensive game, and that's just the perfect. Center to learn from Sean Couturier, one of the best two-way forwards in the game. 
Yeah, I would if I was if I had to like have a a center mentor, it would be like him, Bergeron, Ryan O'Reilly, those kind of guys. Because guys like Connor McDavid, like you can't teach someone how to <laughs> skate abnormally fast. <laughs> you can't teach someone to be one of the best yeah. players ever. Yeah, to take like to go from zero to sixty in like He's... a half second. You, you can't. You can't teach that. That's God-given talent. But like what what Couturier yeah. does, that's hard work. Hard, just, that's just, just consistency. Hustle. Yeah. And of course, he has like skill and talent to go in with that. But so do those players. And like that's what separates, honestly, like a, a lot of players from each other is like guys who can score but also can be defensively responsible. Yeah. That's what separates winners, honestly, yeah. from just high octane offenses. Absolutely. And we talked about. How it's really good for Zamula to 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 get this time in Toronto, even though he probably might not play. It's a good, it's a good chance for Frost. It's a good chance for Farabee, even though he's on the bubble. I I just don't see a scenario where Joel Farabee's not in the lineup. He's one of your best. He's one of your most skilled thirteen forwards. I just don't see how he's not out there. But see, you see it, the experience for him and Frost, bro. It's just. Yeah. All these young players, even Bunneman, to get this experience. Friedman, to get some Toronto experience. All these players are... Just to chill with the boys. Because, like, you know, they're all in a hotel together. So, like, they're already such a close team. They whole they're about to be even more close. Like, 100%. The, the close teams are going to be the teams that prevail in this playoffs. And Bottom that's usually line. the case for all playoffs, but Bottom. especially these. Especially these because they're all cooped up with each other. They're all going to be in each other's presence for... Until they get kicked out of the playoffs, like in other years, play a playoff game and you go home. You come back the next day, you pregame warm up with the boys, you hang out with the boys for until yeah. the game's over, then you go home. But and then you travel to the next city, <laughs> set in a hotel yeah. room, and now, then play your like, game. You, you, you've done the game, you go hit the fucking cafeteria, and then you go in your hotel room, and then you go hang out with the boys, play some Warzone, play some poker or some shit. Like, they're gonna yeah, be Frost with each other. Affair, we're going to be playing Warzone, playing NHL. NAK already said that he was bringing his Xbox. You know, Frost, <laughs> all the young boys, all Frost, Farabee, NAK, Bonneman, uh, fucking Provery. I don't know if Pro. Nah, not Pro. <laughs> Never mind. He's yeah. just gonna be lifting the entire he time. He brought a though. chin up machine. That's it. <laughs> a he phone brought, and a chin up machine. He, yeah, he brought a pull up bar. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> he brought dumbbells, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Kevin Hayes playing Warzone, needing to live stream Warzone, but he'd be the funniest. Why doesn't he person. live stream? There's so know. many He's athletes that are boring as hell live streaming right now. He would be awesome. So funny, bro. Fairview would be funny too. I need. A flyer to make what Matisse Thibault's doing in the bubble in Orlando. Hundred percent. More players need to do that. Please. More players need, to, and just for like, not even for us, for them. Like that's ex- extending your brand. Oh, hundred percent. Like Matisse, that's a side hustle for him now. Like he's gonna get big on that. He's gonna get money from that, and then along with his NBA career, like Smart. a lot of players should do that. Like that's such a brilliant way to market yourself. Awesome way, dude. Yeah. And especially the fact that you're in a bubble, so like your content is gonna be all NHL players, like. All everybody wants to yeah, see. Like star players. Star yeah, players yeah. just literally doing everyday kind of people Chilling things. with Giroux. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a layup. I don't know why NHL players are not doing it. Maybe they, maybe they are, and I just don't know it yet. No, a couple but, are. I've already seen YouTube videos for other teams come out. Like, a couple of players are definitely doing it, but I want to see someone from the Flyers do it. Yeah, that would be, like, that would be I, sick, I want to see Couturier, Giroux, and uh, Konechny just chilling in Hotel X lobby, just eating pizza or some shit, bro. Just the boys chilling, playing some yeah. poker. Like, and, like, they're all going to be together and comfortable. Like, could you imagine a video of the Flyers all together in, like, day 10? That'd be funny. Like, joking they'd, around, They'd probably be bro. the most comfortable with each other, like, they've ever been. Because, like you said, like, during the regular, like, a normal non-coronavirus season, like, they just go home to their families, their wife and kids. But, like, now you have full access to your teammates the entire it's... time. There's never been a better time to make content, in t- yeah. like, for the NHL. It's... The, yeah. the team most... 
with the most chemistry is going to come out on top. Obviously, the skill teams are going to be up there, but I, I really think with this playoffs, the teams that can get along the most and who can stand living in a hotel with each other for months on end are uh, going to yeah. prevail. And Farabee and Frost coming in this camp, they both said during an interview a couple of days ago that uh, they feel so much more comfortable this camp than they did last camp. Love, like, it's just love like, to it's hear like a world of difference. I mean, we talked about we've talked about Frost. We talked about Joel Farabee this year. Joel Farabee had a good year. I mean, he had his ups and downs. Yeah, he he went through a little snake bitten streak, like all rookies he had a do. Solid rookie He's 19, year. 19, 20 years old. They both are 19, 20, 21 years old. But Frost had a good. Like the second time he got called up, the Capitals game, and then he played the Arizona game. Those were two good games, and he didn't get called. He didn't get set back down because of his play. He got set back down because of the depth on this team. So the fact that they're more comfortable and each camp that they go through, that it's just it's just gonna be good for this team, bro. Depth for is sure. insane for this team. Like the fact that we have a black ace with Morgan Frost's skill, just sitting there ready if we need him. It, it, when have we ever had that? It's been a long. It's been a long time since we've had a lineup so deep that we can leave a guy that skill not on the team. Yes. It's, it's yes. And like it's you just put awesome. It, you just see. put it perfectly. Yes, hundred percent. Because I want Derek Grant on in the lineup. Morgan Frost is probably more skilled than Derek Grant. Don't get me wrong, but Derek Grant is a better overall hockey player than Morgan Frost right now. Yeah. So I want Derek Grant in that three C role until Derek Grant proves to me that he shouldn't be in that three C role. Just bottom line, I want Derek Grant in the lineup. He just he played way too well. Towards the end of the uh, towards the end of the season, he just I want him in the lineup. And like you know, how hockey culture, like I'd, I'd say maybe like 10, 20 years. You know, how rookie like it's a big thing to like pick on rookies. Yeah. In hockey culture, I love how this team has just embraced their young guys. Yeah, like, like Matisse has to get Chick Fil A for the boys. Yeah, man, for what the, the boys all the time. Grown ass man <laughs> telling me to go get him Chick Fil A. Like, come on, man. I mean, it's just the rookie hate. Yeah, I know. Like, and like, I'm sure it's like it's for la- like if Matisse actually had a problem with it, he would speak uh, yeah, up. Yeah, I'm sure he'd speak up. And I'm it sure would be he has a problem with it. But um, I just love the way like Hart, Fairby, and Frost got embraced by every player on the team. Day one, yeah. Especially, especially Farabee and Hayes. Like Hayes is really like, you, you realize how close they are. Like they yeah, no, close yeah, to each other. No, and yeah. it's so awesome to see because Hayes, like a veteran in the leagues, what was he 27, 28, yeah. Got a big like an established NHL, like an established good NHL player, just taking Farabee under his wing, and then they're like their best friends. And he and, took he he lives with Nolan. Nolan yeah. lives in his house. Like he took Nolan under his wing first. He, he didn't know Nolan Patrick before he signed up the Flyers. Like there's no way he knew Nolan Patrick. So. First year, like first month on the team, he's already living with them. It just it shows what the kind of person Kevin Hayes is. He's just a good overall person. Yeah, and he's probably like supporting them too. Like, because oh, I'm yeah. sure I'm Patrick sure I... has some dark days, like with this whole thing going oh, on. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, I'm sure Hayes is a good lift to anyone who's going through its spirit. You know what makes my heart warm? What? To see how emotional, not, not warm, but like, see how emotional Hayes gets when he talks about Lindblom, how much he cares about Lindy. And. I read a, an article, like, he was there, like, he was, when Oscar got the first diagnosis, like, he was, like, his, the friend that was there for him, and he said that Oscar was, like, devastated, obviously, for, like, that, that, that smile that everyone's so used to was not there for a couple of days, it was just so sad to hear, but the fact, like, hearing that, and then now knowing where he is now, uh, he's, he's on the roster in Toronto, bro, cancer-free, like, recovering, it's just, it's a fucking awesome story. Dude, it, it takes, it takes a different type of strength to, like, put on a smile, and go to the arena with stuff like that going yeah, on. And that yeah. that's really where like we're like you hear the coaches talk about it, you hear the fans embrace it. Like that that's like 
He was like, people have. A worse I can't than even me. put it into word. I really, I really can't yeah. articulate it well enough. Like, that's what he said. He yeah. said pe- pe- people have it worse than me. Like, because I'm sure his he, when he like went home or like had to go to the hospital, like I'm, dude, I'm sure there was some extremely dark days. Yeah. Like star- staring eye to eye with your own mortality. I'm sh- like that had to have been so hard. But for him to still support a team. And like show no sign, like I'm sure he was uh, like 100%. deeply devastated yeah. on the inside, but to like put on a brave face for your hockey team, like it's obviously so much bigger than that's hockey. Why, that's but, why but the fact that he did it for his hockey team, that's what gets us all so emotional and so happy for him. Like that's why AV got so emotional talking about him, dude. You just to, to, to put on that, just to put on that smile when you're going through all that shit. I wouldn't be able to. Like I'm just, I, I'm just I was, just, I was just gonna get to that, dude. Yeah. Like. He his one of his first comments when he got the diagnosis was this isn't I don't have the worst like people have it worse than me I'm gonna be honest that's not how I would think if I if I got that diagnosed like I'm automatically panicking dude like it yeah. just, just goes to show what kind of person he like, is I probably I probably wouldn't smile the fact the fact that he smiled like with the team and with his friends around him it's just it, amazing, it's an inc- incredible human being it really is. so happy for him um. Yeah, I wrote an article about his contract that he got signed to three years. Deserves it. Nine million, three, uh, three million AAV. Did you hear Chuck said though when he signed it? No, what? He was like, he was like, the next contract's gonna be larger. See, that's the, that's the first class organization doing first class. Chuck Fletcher, like with the flowers, with this. The, yeah, bro. Honestly, the way the whole team has handled this is first class. First class. Bro. And we've said it multiple times, and I will say it again. But that you sign him for three years. Three million, like you give them that security, like, yeah, like you know, you're, got, you're yeah. on the books for yeah. three more like years. Don't worry it. about your fucking contract. Yeah. Get get ready to get healthy. Yeah, get healthy. Worry about yourself. And then, I didn't even know he said that, but hearing that, that next contract's gonna be bigger. Like, yeah, like Chuck Fletcher. Chills, bro. The, the 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 culture difference from last year to now is so polar opposites. It's it's it's, it's sickening. crazy. It's sickening. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's, it's crazy that we even endured that for so long. Like, it's 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 awesome. This team is like yeah. I honestly could not be more proud of my hockey team. Whereas last year, I was like, last season, I was so disappointed in my hockey team. But this year, this season, so proud of my hockey team. I really am. So happy for my hockey team. Can't wait to watch my hockey team. Tomorrow, baby. You ready? Yeah, for ready? sure. We're going to be live, baby. We're going to be live. Yeah, We're the, gonna do the a tweets qu- are going to be bangers. Bangers, bro. We're going to do a quick little like, 15, 20-minute segment tomorrow after the game. Just a little something. We will be drunk, so don't... uh. Yeah, it, it ain't gonna be like a, a fully structured. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, a lot. Yeah. If we win, it's gonna be a lot of screaming. <laughs> it's gonna, yeah, yeah, this is gonna be a lot of. Uh... Don't give a fuck. It's an exhibition game. I'm gonna get that out of the way right now, man. <laughs> before we even post the other podcast before the game tomorrow, if we win, I don't want to see one. It's just an exhibition game. I, I'm, I'm sure I'll get it from another team's fan base. Like, it's just an exhibition. Penguins, Penguins fan. fan. Yeah, I'll get it from them. But <laughs> 1975. Yeah, cool, bro. Don't care. It's an exhibition game. To me, it's a fucking playoff game. <laughs> I don't care, bro. I'm gonna be live tomorrow. Danny's gonna be live. First time I could watch Flyers hockey since that Boston game. Yeah, dude. Like, are you kidding me? I'm treating this shit like it's Game Seven. Yeah, come on, bro. Like, and like, I'm not gonna take this for granted. Look what's happening with the MLB. Like, they had three games and they had the the possibility of baseball being ripped right from them. Like, as a as a huge hockey fan, it's the fact that I'm getting hockey back and being able to watch hockey. And that it's, safely, it's moving along successfully. So safely and now. successfully yeah. is is awesome. It's just incredible. And I'm very yeah, excited. No, to sometimes, get back like, to I it. see those, like, tweets about the MLB. Yeah. I see, like, the MLS stuff. Like, all those cases. And I get really scared. And but then I, I just think to myself, I'm like, dude, thank God that shit's not happening to hockey. And then it gives me, like, a, like a deep breath, yeah. kind of. 
And then I kind of remember that like they're in a bubble. Like they're not traveling like these like MLS is like yeah. MLB is. Is MLS tra- traveling? Like they're traveling. No, they're they're, not, in, they're in they're on like a campus. They're a bubble. It's crazy that Dallas, their their uh, their team Dallas even had to like withdraw from the tournament because they, I think they were in the most strict setup of them all. Really? Yeah. They they had whereas like other player like other bubbles like dudes can like go pick out their own meal and stuff like that. Like they got like like middle school type lunches like Damn. sent in like tray like yeah they they had it rough dude and they still had to back out yeah so yeah, we just need to be safe in this bubble it's it's as long as which i'm sure they're not gonna let anyone in or out but like you know you saw in the nba yeah, lou you saw williams. yeah lou williams and like i'm sure other players like you saw the one who was the dude that ordered Do- doordash and how to be quarantined for four, yeah. like stuff like that like as long as there's nothing like that there really shouldn't be a problem i mean there's a chance that so, just somehow some way like a, a stranger gets in but is like that shouldn't happen. i don't think it's gonna happen bro. yeah I, 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 I heard that she's locked the fuck down like yeah, people yeah, it's toronto people yeah. in toronto like the public are like complaining about like because the the public streets are all blocked off because all the entrances all the shit they set up now that they walk around it to go like different places like people people in toronto are kind of complaining about it but it's secure as like fuck. do you want hockey <laughs> you know that's <laughs> what i would say to them be like dude it's it's in your city. It's either like it's either this or nothing. So yeah. take it. And we we talked talk about it so many times how like how the fact that it's in Canada makes me feel better. It makes me feel so much better. Yeah. Because we we're just not handling this good. Like we're no, just not. We're not handling it well. <laughs> like it's, so it, it's awesome to see. It, it really is. It really is. I'm I'm I know I said it a million times, but I'm just I'm so excited just to get hockey back again, dude. So excited to talk about hockey. I'm excited for that post game. So like yeah, we're gonna be drunk. It's still gonna be a good episode. <laughs> Uh, birthday's coming up soon. Like, is it? It's, it's it should good, be a good, good month. time. Good time. It better be a good month. It better be a good month. Yeah, August is gonna be. August is the month of both of our birthdays. Yeah, and we got playoff hockey coming back. Yeah, so. We got play. We got qualifying hockey on Danny's birthday. We do. We might. We might have round one hot or potentially round two hockey on your birthday. Yeah. So how? Yeah. Hopefully round two. We need to. Yes. <laughs> That would let's, be. The, I guess that would be a existence. quick series. Yeah. Let's speak into existence. We will have around two hockey on my birthday, August twenty first. So, anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? It's been a. It's been a good episode. I gotta. Pl- I gotta it. plug the articles. Plug real it, quick because we've been grinding out articles on the Liberty Line, me and Stompo, and it's only gonna continue from here. Expect that every week. Yep. From now sure. on, we're just gonna be dropping articles randomly, and it's like <laughs> we're gonna try to. Uh, how can I say this the best? Like we're not we're trying to not make it like beat writer, just like basic bland article. You know what I mean? Like we want it to feel like you're listening to the podcast when you're reading it, kind of. You know what, what I mean? mean? Like you know, like the conversations we have on the podcast, like yeah, how we're like brutally honest and like we talk like, our opinions, yeah, our opinions, and like just just the way we talk and conversation, like the vibe of the podcast. We're trying to bring that to the art. Yeah, that's basically what so I. So like, mean. basically, like our slang that we use, we want to bring over to like. Yeah, yeah, I guess a little, little bit of slang and stuff like, like that. Like the but stuff that we say and how we say stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know. What like you just mean. the way, we like not formal. Just being brutally honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot of flyers writers that that, I mean, I guess because they're employed by the flyers that like can't just be like, fuck James Van Reams, like he's playing <laughs> like shit. Like if he starts playing bad, our articles are gonna be like he's playing like shit. That's basically what I'm saying. Yeah, like, so you're like, Bill Meltzer can't come out and be like, fuck James Ryan Reeves. Like, he works he for could. the. Fl- you think he could? He probably could. That's my man. I feel like he has. Does he know? I don't know. <laughs> Bill Meltzer? The dude that works for the Flyers? The dude that works oh, for the Flyers? Oh, no. Oh, my God. I thought he Not said Bill Matz. Oh, no. my God. I thought that's what he said. Bill Meltzer. 
Oh, but yeah, he yeah, can't no, come no, out. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I got that really badly confused. Okay, now, yeah. now I understand yeah, what you're yeah, saying. Bill, yeah, yeah. Bill Meltzer cannot say that because he's employed by the Flyers. So like he, he <laughs> like he's like a, a kind of a part of their PR team. Like yeah. he's their imaging. Yeah. So he can't display that kind of image. Yeah, I know. What now you're we're saying. not employed by the Flyers. No. If we were, we would tone it down for sure. But we're not. <laughs> so like, yeah. definitely wouldn't be telling. Yeah. yeah. So so I, what I'm saying is I know don't expect saying. some like cookie cutter basic like post game article where we're just like throwing like just numbers at you like you know what I mean like it's gonna we, be our opinion. It, yeah, it's gonna be opinions, on the game. Extremely thought based like topics that I've already put out like stuff I've been thinking about. Like, AV for the Jack Adams. Like, I've, I've already had thoughts about that, and I've said stuff on the podcast for months. Like, we, we're we just, like, we're going to try to just put our heart into this shit. It really is. It's what we love. It really is. And podcasts are back in full form. Um, for the playoffs, like, like we already talked, we're doing a post game tomorrow. Might do more stuff down the line. Might, might even go up to two episodes if we get deep in the playoffs. You don't two know. Episodes a week, we don't know. But what we do know is that we're here. We're here. Start, starting last week, we were here. <laughs> and we're, we're back. Hockey's back. And we're, we're ready to go full gear, put everything into this. And that's that's the end of my uh, research paper right there. Love it. So. Love it. Just MLA format. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Just so when, let's plug in the Twitters. You can follow yep. me at Chris Stumps on Twitter. At T-L-Y Danny for me. Follow us at... The Liberty Yell. Yes, sir. One more thing. What's that? Go for it.